0: Commanders, and welcome to episode 88 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the Universe Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, John Stabler, and joining me in the orange sidewind of this episode are the fantastic Mr. Christo Jarvis. Hello, hello. how are we doing? <laughs> you were muted again, were you? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> also joining. And eating Maltesers. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Double whammy. Uh, also joining us, Mr. Grant Psycho Cow. Hello!
1: Hello, good evening. Nice to have you back, John.
0: Uh, glad, glad to be back. Uh, I'll talk about that in a bit. Also with us, Ben Mosswoodwood. Hello, 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 and we're all excited
2: tonight for some reason.
0: Yeah. Uh, and oh, last not. but not least, of course, is Mr Colin Ford.
3: Uh, hello, everybody.
0: Brilliant. So, just a reminder... Uh, if you want you can join us live we're hanging well some of us are hanging outside Lave station in game i think someone's in beta and someone's in uh, the normal game
3: Um, are you in a private group or in public guys well we're going to be in public i'm just on my way there now all open all the way yeah
0: so they're on their way um, so no need to join a private group. Uh, and You'll see us hanging around uh, Lave Station. Uh, we've got an IRC chat channel, uh, which is uh, Lave-Radio on QuakeNet. You can find that by going to the Listen Live page on the Lave Radio website. Or you can tweet us at Lave Radio with questions, and we'll try and answer them towards the end of the show. So, as usual, we'll talk about what we've been up to this week. And who can go first? Uh, Colin, what have you been up to this week?
3: Oh um, well, I've been playing uh, a lot of the 1.5 beta. Um, we've been I've been testing the the new changes that they made to the lands, uh which we'll probably cover on later on. Um, and also, well, I'm now up to top shift number 52, my video series. And in the latest one, we uh, we went over the miniatures game that I demoed at Fantastic There's a demo of it on on there, showing me and my son. Um, Trying to completely wipe our, wipe each other off the board, and
2: uh, yeah, did he beat you again. He didn't
3: actually. Um, I got a lucky. I got a lucky roll. One of my sidewinders wiped out his Cobra. But uh, yeah, um, I had a bit of bad news because uh, Fantasy Flight are not going to license out the rule set uh, as they did for other games. I think mostly because they had a bad experience with the other games. Um, so I'm having to uh, basically come up with my own rule set for it, which, to tell you the truth, is is a little bit more enjoyable working it out for myself.
0: Yeah, I guess, and um, I suppose it means that any kind of shortcomings you've seen in their rule set, you can kind of address yourself.
3: Yes, um, the, there's the one thing that I've absolutely hated in that game has been the swarm tactics of the TIE Fighters, and I think I've got a good balance for that.
0: Oh good. Um, Grant, what have you been up to?
1: Well, for it's been a long, ongoing saga uh, attempting to sell my grandmother's house out from under her, uh, and finally, <laughs> no, it's not really out from under, but uh, yes, finally, it looks like we've reached the end of the points of where I have to do physical stuff. that's kept me tied up and running back and forwards for the last couple of weeks. Demented. Uh, I've now got the keys of the solicitor, and all the big problems that could have happened have now happened, and I don't give a crap anymore. So I don't have to do any more running around. So I then turned my eyes to getting Docker Season 2, Episode 1 put together, and ended up swearing <laughs> at sound files for the most of the day. But um, I think I thought I was doing well because it's run about 20, 20, page 21 I've managed to get edited up to, which is generally speaking around about the sort of. Half just past the halfway mark, and then I sort of scrolled down the script and realized that this is a 50 page bumper episode. (laughs) I've got a feeling I'm going to cut all the bits out that I've not got. Just just cut that scene, it doesn't matter, it doesn't make any sense anyway. Just doesn't matter. Oh no! Um, but I'm hoping to have that uh, all up and running very, 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 very soon. Um, TM.
4: Yeah. Do I see, Grant, on your uh, Steam profile, you've been playing with um, Star Wars Battlefront?
1: For about two minutes. No, that's the old version.
4: Oh, is it? Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I jumped into it yesterday just for sort of, you know,
4: old time's sake. (laughs) To reminisce. To reminisce. And
1: then went, God, it's crap.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. I didn't know if you could give us an insight into the new one.
1: No, I, I did that. I've I got uh, well, also okay, Scouts. I've got the new one as a, on PS4 for my son for his Christmas. So we'll find out then. The temptation <laughs> to just test it and do the updates was quite, quite strong. <laughs> um, and you know, I think we now get away with that. But when you sit on Christmas Day for what, an hour and a half waiting for a game to update, I think now with wives yeah. they kind of don't mind that. I'm just going to test make sure it works and get all the updates done, and then it'll be all good to go on <laughs> Christmas Day. Yeah, uh,
3: that's that's a good plan.
2: Yeah. Grant, yeah. I've seen a few yeah. people saying, can you turn your volume up, by the way, mate? I have done.
4: I okay. have done. Is it? Is this where you say to him that the good news is we bought you the new Star Wars game? The bad news is I've already got you perma banned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I've completed most of it. Yeah,
1: don't worry about it. The Empire's been defeated. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it's just been um, bits and pieces getting organised for uh, crikey, we've got the Hutton Truckers convoy with educating Ed on the third of December. So we've got a lot of background work going on for that as well. So yeah, plenty to keep me busy. Turn up more, says Starian. Stuff you.
0: <laughs> ben, what have you been doing to entertain yourself?
2: <laughs> I wouldn't quite call it entertaining myself, but I have been... Yes, we would. I've been making a public fool of myself, shall we say. Um, what, more than, than usual? Mench- even more than usual. Uh, as I mentioned in last week's show, my old, very old uh, Mac Pro blew up the other week. And we have got an absolutely flipping awesome community because basically one I'd gotten I'd already had a couple of tweets saying hey ben I've got this sitting up in the attic I've got that sitting up in the attic do you want it and basically by the weekend I had basically I basically was I was donated most of a working PC from a bunch of different commanders so I have to give a super massive shout out to Hobo Mallow, El Masri, Hansford and Voidson for donating kit and helping me, you know, do the blood sacrifices on Saturday evening trying to build things. And I have to give a super massive thank- shout out to Commanders Mindwipe, Icenian Spike for very patiently talking me through building my PC and asking me a whole load of sensible questions like have you plugged the power supply into the graphics card? which I could say, I don't think this graphic card needs any power. It seems to be plugged in, and I can't see anywhere where I plug the power in. It's all fine. Why doesn't my PC want to boot up? Why can't I see anything on my display? Then I go and look at the graphics card a little bit closer after two hours. It had an ATX port on the back of it, didn't it? It wanted power. Funnily enough, when I plugged that in, it all worked. So I managed to give Commander Icini probably one of his best Saturday evenings. Uh, Technical genius, then. Yes, (laughs) that's (laughs) why I'm a
1: software engineer. To be honest, most of the new video cards now that are coming out will actually give you a display on the screen saying, Oi, plug me in, (laughs) I need power. Well, this video card that I have through, well,
2: uh, Radeon's software detector thing Thinks it's a 55xx series graphics card, but DX uh, what was it? DX Dialogue thinks it's a it thinks it's a 55xx series as well, but it says it's got four gigs of video RAM, and there ain't no 55xx series of graphics card that came with four gigs of video RAM. You know, they came with half a gig if you are lucky. Um, some I think I think a couple came with one gig. So I have got no idea what the hell I've actually got. Um, Isn't there
0: some writing on it that tells
2: you? It's... it's, No, basically Um, I do know, however That thanks to Commander Hansford I am getting a MSI 7930 Or something like that I'm getting a nice graphics card from Commander Hansford Which should be arriving later this week, hopefully And that should Hopefully see me through to Horizons And things like that so we have got an absolutely bloody awesome community, and I love you guys all. And just in one final piece of news, my old Mac, my old Mac Pro tower, is actually being repurposed by a commander sub. So even my old tower isn't going completely to waste, and it's, it's being passed down because he wants to go off and do a case mod, and turn my my old Mac Pro into a PC as well. Oh, well, it's, so it's that's nice awesome! To see, it's nice to see all that caring and sharing in the community. It's, yeah it really did give me super massive warm and fuzzies so
0: uh let's uh, i think uh chris jarvis is probably going to have the m- most interesting week haven't you chris
4: uh i don't know really but it's sort of the most interesting we're coming up on well it's coming up on and um, we are well within the last 24 hours on my chaos reborn uh audio drama kickstarter the uh the kickstarter that i've been talking about um for the last few weeks ends tomorrow morning at 11 30 Again, you know, seconding really what Ben said. I mean, thanks to an absolutely amazing uh, Elite Dangerous community, um, we are funded uh, and have been funded since quite early on in the Kickstarter. I mean, having said that, you know, since we hit the initial target, it has been very quiet. I know we talk about a mid-Kickstarter kind of lull, but I think this has been, you know, even more of a lull than that. And I'm not sure. It'll be interesting for me to have a think about, you know, the Kickstarter and what's kind of gone right. Uh, and what's gone wrong over the time? I think one of the things is once you've hit your target, a lot of the kind of casual traffic that comes by and uh, looks tends to look at your project and think, oh, "I was funded, I won't, you know, I won't back it." Whereas, obviously, from my point of view, we were originally planning like four episodes, uh, and what we've done is we've funded one. (laughs) Um, So it's sort of a bit, it's a little bit frustrating. Um, I'm really hoping that uh, if there's anyone listening to it now uh, that hasn't had a look at the Kickstarter or thought about backing it, um, it's basically, it's a full cast audio drama uh, in the same sort of vein as what we did with um, Escape Velocity, um, but where Escape Velocity is based on Elite Dangerous, the Chaos Reborn audio series is obviously based on Chaos Reborn. We're fully funded for one episode, we're sort of 30-odd percent of the way to funding episode two, and there's an update to put out today. I mean, there's a certain amount of vagueness um, over over budgets. Um, I had sort of said that the stretch goal was £5,000 to get to episode two. It might actually be that the, the money is kind of there or nearly there on the Kickstarter to do both episodes uh, it's really hard to tell until we actually get into booking actors so i have said to my people that are sort of usb uh, card backers um that if we do manage to make both episodes within that budget those backers will get both episodes um even if we don't actually technically hit the stretch goal but i can't i can't make any promises about that because i don't actually yet know whether we'll be able to make episode two with the amount we currently have on the kickstarter that said if you would still like to back it I think it's going to be a great audio drama, Uh, it's a great game, there are some options there to get the USB card and the game or a download of the audio and the game, so if you haven't got the game already, there's a way of doing that Um, and there's also, you know, like any other Kickstarter, we've got all kinds of stuff that we're going to create once for the Kickstarter backers and then they're going to be gone forever, things like signed script fronts and cast photos and, uh, and all those sorts of things. So, if you do want to take a look at that Kickstarter, as I say, it does end uh, Wednesday this week. That's tomorrow uh, at 11.30 in the morning GMT. Um, And you can have a look at that at tinyurl.com forward slash chaos audio. Do please come and join us for it because it's going to be, I think it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be a brilliant audio drama. And, you know, essentially it's uh, wizards fighting each other for control of a magical land and sending dragons after each other, and unicorns, and goblins, and giants, and dwarves um and yeah so thank you so much to everyone who's a live radio listener and an escape velocity fan uh, who's you know kind of brought us to this point where we've got our production budget um but there is still there is still more funding needed so if you haven't backed it yet please do come and take a look cool
0: well in case people didn't realize i haven't been on the uh, podcast for a while um can you guys remember the last time i was on it was you know sorry who are you again ago. yeah yeah Exactly. It does feel like such a long time ago. Um, I don't know if you actually told the listeners what was wrong with me or where I was. Um, But um, basically, I had a dental abscess. And I won't go into all the gory details, but I was quite poorly for quite a while. And and then I had some antibiotics, which I reacted to. So I was sicker for even longer. Um, And then I was meant to be on last week, uh, but it clashed with my Cardiff Skeptics event. So I couldn't do that after. But I'm here now. That's the main thing.
4: So, I think we told everyone you had some sort of knob rot. rot. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> what's the difference, you know? Um,
0: oh, that's fine. Or It's usually space crabs, isn't it? That's, that's, that's the, the running gag. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm back now. Uh, what have I been doing this week? I, I, I have actually managed to play some elite. Um, I actually uh, made a lot of money in bounty hunting, and I now have a third lance, and I have a uh, courier. Um, but we'll probably talk about that later. I think as
4: Colin said. Oh, you didn't hear about you didn't hear about the full wipe for Horizons then? Oh, the full wipe. Oh
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> I might not have been in touch with all the news, but I, I, I think I'd have heard about that. <laughs> the the forums Although, um, would have exploded probably.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although David Braben is asking some people to do a full wipe for um, the beta well because no apparently there's that. a he, one of the things he said is that there's a a player start position that starts on a planet surface and they'd like some people to test that which could be interesting sounds good to me as long as i don't accidentally wipe my main account well they're not that i'm exactly the world's richest commander but anyway
0: what what ship are you in at the moment jarvis
4: <laughs> i'm still in my copermar 3 <laughs> but um, i have i have spent a lot on it I mean, I'm coming up to the point where I used one of those, um, I used that Coriolis.io site a long time ago to spec out what I thought was a kind of maximum spec Cobra Mark III. And I'm, st- I'm sort of steadily working my way towards towards the Cobra being basically sort of as tough as it can be for a Cobra.
3: Yeah, the um, A-rated.
0: Yeah, So, I mean, I think this week's going to be a bit of a slow news news week, given that uh, Horizons was meant to be released today, but it's been delayed until Monday, which is the 30th.
4: Yeah, I I don't like to be a cynic, um, but did anybody expect that we would be getting the Horizons beta today? I mean, I know there's that little part of you that still believes in Santa, right? (laughs) But, I mean... (sighs) Almost every beta so far, not 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 uniformly, but most of the betas, particularly the major betas, have been at the very least not released until the end of the day that they said that they said it was gonna be released. And actually, you know, beta one point five we haven't had long. And to the best of my knowledge, one point five hasn't gone live yet. So I think there was always very optimistic to imagine that Horizons beta would be coming today. I'm slightly surprised it slipped to next Monday. I thought it would be the end of this week. But, I mean, there's lots of people. Someone on on Twitter was saying they couldn't understand why people were complaining about the fact that, like, they'd taken a day off work today to play the Horizons beta. And it's like, why did you do that? It seems like madness.
0: If anything, you should book the day off after just in case of,
4: you know, the late
0: release um, or something like that.
4: I mean, I'm not. I'm not criticising Frontier. I th- I'm not saying that it's, it's in any way Frontier's fault. Um, but I just think there are always genuinely reasons why why beaters slip, and I think it's very hard to, particularly on a project like this, where they're doing effectively two releases at once. I think it's very. It was always going to be very hard to keep that on time. Um, I might have believed
0: um, them more if it wasn't for the 1.5, because there seemed to be such a yeah. short, you know, window between 1.5. I thought, I well, think. Well, they're 1.5
2: and 2.0, I'm not, they're not the same thing, but they're going, going out the same day. They are essentially the same release.
4: Oh, are they? Oh, I thought, that I thought 1.5 was coming out first. No, they're coming
2: out the same day. Okay. Just, the only difference is that 2.0 is going out to Horizons people, and 1.5 right. isn't.
4: Well, that's a whole extra thing they have to test, then, because that's branching releases to different user bases. Mm-hmm. I don't
2: know if it actually is. I suspect... I, I Obviously, I know nothing about how the game is released, but I would not be at all surprised to find out that, actually, the, the version of the game that we download, that we get on the... whatever of December, is going to be 2.0, and then there's going to be a little thing that says... If Ben has bought Horizons, let him go to let him go and do these things.
4: I don't think that can be quite right, though. Just because I mean, will come onto this a bit later, but there's different minimum requirements for Elite Dangerous and Elite Horizons.
2: Yes, but you'll only so, get those different specs when you actually get down onto the planet. It's the planets that need the compute shaders.
4: Yeah, but so it's a whole lot well, like I say, we'll come on to it. But, I mean, Horizons is going to be entirely 64-bit based. Yes. So you're going to have a completely different installation to someone that's running the 32-bit version.
2: That is true, actually, yeah, that one is.
4: Um, but, I mean, you know, as I suppose going back to what I was saying, that the thing that, that I'm interested in is, is the is the Horizons release date set in stone? And does a delay to the beta mean that either the release date is going to be delayed or is it going to compress the public testing time? Because neither is particularly good news.
3: Well, they haven't actually officially said when Horizons was going to be released. The community has basically assumed okay. that it will be the same time as the the mm. release event last year and also the release of... The, the full going live date as la- as of last year, which if you look at their uh, their schedule, uh, or their proposed schedule would have matched. Um, mm. However, you know I think that in this case, uh, they've obviously hit a couple of snags. Uh, the 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 renderers have be, have been a bit of a problem, as has some of the the ground clearance of the ships. Surprisingly enough, uh. And, and they've, they've been, it's obviously taken them a little bit more by surprise and, you know, compressing those kind of things. If, if, if you've ever been involved in development and had to deal with a crunch, they're, they're going through a crunch at the moment in order to get this out. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when crunches happen, I've normally found that there is an awful point where you suddenly realize no matter how hard you crunch, you ain't going to hit that date
4: mm That's yes, fair. okay.
0: well, I suppose um, we should talk about uh, some of the other some of the um, mm-hmm. the actual announcement. they said uh, uh, David Braben announced the delay saying uh, the team's working very hard, but uh, you know there's been some issues uh, very apologetic, um, but not quite ready for a proper beta test yet because there's some blocking issues. And I think um, there was a Q and A was there not? Yes. Uh, yeah, and it was uh, the question was um, I'd be interested to know about the blocking issues because quite often you, you feel a bit detached from the developers when they're just announcing delays, um, and it was actually quite interesting to see, you know, them actually give a bit more information about what kind of problems have held them up. Um, and David Braben went into a bit of detail about that, um, talked mm-hmm. about some of the glitches when travelling down to the surface of planets. Um, but the good news is that there is a fix for that. It's just a case of committing it and testing it. Yep. Um, what else? Uh, blocking issues with gameplay, again, mostly all fixed um, on s- uh, with some of the bases. Uh, and then you gave an example, there's a bug uh, where they found where generators and defenses were not properly hooked up to the relevant part of the base and security doors were not working correctly. Doors? What do we need doors for? i'm not so sure you need doors to go in oh actually big you mean big doors not like i'm thinking sorry when i think door i think a door like a person walks through and i thought well we're not getting you know we're not going to be getting out of our (laughs) we?
4: no i think some of the um bases might have a sort of airlock type door on the outside when you drive in
0: yeah there was some texture streaming problems i saw what he said that there was uh, some polish issues um, when I first read it, I thought he mm. said there was some Polish issues and I thought, well, oh,
4: yeah,
0: <laughs> I was like, really? I don't understand. It's Polish in space or something, but no, it was Polish issues. Um, and yeah, I did. That was one of the things <laughs> that I noticed from, uh, the video he did where, um, uh, the, some of the textures were ridiculously low res. Uh, but yeah. you know, I thought it yeah. was obviously a streaming issue and that's what it was. Um, and they said that th- that alone wouldn't have held back the beta, um, but mm. it's fixed now anyway, so it will be fixed yeah. when it comes out. So, a ah, bit of good news. I mean, personally, I'm not too bothered waiting for Monday. I mean, yeah. I didn't book any days off to play it. I think I've given up trying to do that now. Uh, I think maybe I <laughs> might have done that back in the early alphas and betas, but uh, I've been burnt too many times.
4: Yeah, Okay, and the second... Yeah, was... Oh, go on. No, no, I was going to say there's an interesting point here about the fact that some of the some of the craft don't actually currently have enough clearance between the underside of the ship and the floor to actually deploy the Scarab. Um, it just interests me, because one of the things I've been working on the last couple of days, um, some, of you, some of the listeners may know, I've actually also been running a crowdfund uh, to bring escape velocity back. Um, and because we hit our milestone target for commissioning some art i've been talking to some artists about producing some sort of new escape velocity artwork and one of the things that i really want is the merlin now the merlin doesn't exist in elite dangerous so we're having to kind of think about what the merlin would look like if it had gone through the design process that these reimagined ships and one of the things that's come up is, is landing um because actually the wings on the merlin are so low they're actually too big to support any of the kind of standard landing gear that any of the other Elite Dangerous ships have. Um, So it's just really interesting that this other thing has come up about the fact that actually when when you talk about taking these ships and putting them down on the ground and doing different things with them, all kinds of different issues come up. I mean, I wonder if the game doesn't even let you... Like, I wonder if you can land on a piece of ground that's technically like a bit of a bump um, because then even though your your feet have got clearance actually where the SRV comes out uh, is blocked. I wonder if the game always makes you land on ground that is either flat or convex to get around that issue
3: Well, it might be a case where they just say, right, you've landed but you're unable to deploy um, SRV
4: Yeah, that'd be interesting and it's interesting as well, they're saying here in the in this, this Q&A um, that the Scarab uh the the gun turret retracts when you drive under a ship that explains what that noise was we could hear when the scarab was driving under the um imperial cutter the other week and i said oh i wonder if that's the hatch opening for the srv but actually it sounds like it's the um the gun turret uh sort of undeploying if that's such a word retracting that's probably the best
0: (laughs) Yeah, talking about clearance, I've noticed um, some of the ships in outfitting, there's still some situations where guns are going through the floor Uh, I noticed this on the Ferdelands, yeah, I put on I think it was a a, a massive plasma accelerator, a huge plasma accelerator and it went through the floor so um, I'm hoping that they're still looking at stuff like that and trying to fix it i mean what can you do though i mean normally you wouldn't you wouldn't worry about uh, fixing the landing gear for such a large weapon because you're only going to have it out in space so i'm not sure what they're gonna they can really do yeah, about that's it true. apart from having all of the ships up on um you know what do you call it upon like you have with a car you drive yeah. into the carriage and they take <laughs> them <laughs> that could be quite funny and the guy underneath with a spanner and the torch so, uh, I was yeah. going
4: to say, so say, how many light years is it on a Cobra Mark III you're meant to change the oil filter? I've lost <laughs> track. <laughs> Actually,
3: you'll be I able to find out. I had the poly filter
4: out. done last time I was in.
3: You'll be able to find that <laughs> out because the ship integrity drops um, okay. a lot at the moment. And I must admit, when the ship integrity of your ship drops below 30%, I began to notice it, that it, it really is a bit of a bone rattler from that point on. Yeah, so there's actually, a word to the wise. you realize. actually
0: let your ship get that low? I mean, I'm kind of in the you know, in, in you, the frame of mind that I, as soon as I land, the first thing I do is just repair absolutely everything.
3: Ah, oh, well, you, you see, this goes to prove that you've not done the Hutton Run. The Hutton Run rips your internal integrity apart, and half the time when you land at Hutton Orbital, you've got an integrity of uh, 10, maybe 20%. Oh, and there's nothing smash. you can do about it, John that No amount of teacup will be able to sort that out
0: <laughs> What about, what about uh, an auto repair?
3: Um, actually, sure. I don't know whether or not the auto repair actually fixes the, in, the integrity mm. I don't mm.
2: think
0: it oh, does Or is it just hull? It's no. just the hull,
3: is it? No, it's not even hull, it's internal modules Oh,
0: okay Fine um,
3: Who wants to do the next question?
0: Seems as uh, Chris Jarvis stepped up for the last one.
3: Ooh,
4: so that's cool Does somebody else want to have a go? Yeah, maybe maybe Ben at the back. Stop eating your pens. <laughs> it's not Can't my pen. The... I'm eating a flapjack. <laughs> stop stop chewing the glue and looking at the squirrels out the window. No.
2: Are, are you, which question are you on about? Are you talking about the uh, transition? No, you're talking about the 1.5 thing, uh, the f- furry lands. the Q
4: and A. Yeah, no, no, the Q and A stuff. I think the ne- yeah the next question well, is. We've, we've talked
2: it's... about that as well, though, haven't we? What? Yeah. Uh, the uh, is the approach from Super Cruise down to ground truly seamless? If so, will yeah. we will improvements to the current tr- Super Cruise? That's not even English. If so, will there be improvements to the current Super Cruise transition also?
4: Okay, I, I think I think I see what <coughs> you are saying. The, the problem. Yeah. yeah so is so basically, is, that,
2: is it yeah. is it seamless? And will there be any kind of transition? Well, I know for a fact that some developers have been face-planting into planets today when they've been testing. That's how seamless it is.
3: Well, it says here that there's a a small... When you drop from orbital cruise into normal flight, that's a short transition as there is dropping from super cruise. Yes. So I imagine it being like super cruise, you're approaching at high speed. Because when you think about it, Meters per second. The ma- the maximum meters per second. That's what. Mach two. Mach three.
2: Um, less than that, I suspect. Yeah. I mean, we we saw in David's video that he was having to boost, and he's only going up 230, 240 normal speed that we go on land. Mm. So, Sorry, normal speed that we go in space.
3: Yeah. So you can you can imagine there's this um, little transition period, but I think if if you come out of orbital cruise at a higher altitude it'll be like coming at a supercruise or oh, almost 200 kilometers away from a station. Yeah, just you have to do it, it just yeah. yeah you just have to re-engage your super your your orbital drive and then carry on until you ca- you get something meaningful or close to, closer to the planet. Mm. I mean, we've already seen uh, in one of the sneak peeks them actually doing a full draw out. So there you are on the planet's surface on a buggy, and they pull all the way out to to orbit to to Grant's Potato, if you see what I mean. But
4: yeah, you I think it's I think it's more I think <laughs> it's more an instancing issue of once mm. you actually drop out of Super Cruise itself, you have to then be instanced with local commanders, and I think I think that's where the I don't think it's necessarily a game issue in terms of the seamlessness. I think it's just about matching you to a server, and that's what's taking kind of crazy amounts of time. Sorry, that sounds rude. It doesn't mean, I don't mean it to but
2: Even then, I mean, I'd say it you know, maybe takes a second or something like that, you know, a couple mm. of seconds. I know sometimes when jumping in from hyperspace, yes, that does take too long. But I don't even think that when you come into a station, it takes that long. You know, it's like it varies. Five seconds. It's-
4: I think it really varies. I think sometimes um I've come out of super cruise and I it is the point where you start to really notice hang on a minute I've still not dropped out of super cruise. I think that's where I think that's where it's an issue. Um but yeah, I don't know really.
2: Um,
0: and there's a good, interesting question because I was wondering about this for 1.5. Uh, Syncs asked, any idea when the database instance snapshot will be taken? Uh, he obviously wanted to, you know, make <clears> some <throat> changes to his account. Uh, apparently, it's already happened. Um, They're going to be using the one that they took prior to 1.5. So, oh, damn! So i still have
3: go. my Python then.
0: Yeah. So you'll just have to resell your Python if you want to get another Ferdelance fir- fir- or whatever it is you're up to. Mm. um and yeah oops he just made an announcement in that um uh that there's going to be a place well you've already mentioned it that you you can launch a starting position that's actually on a planet mm. um, so that was his kind of oops announcement
3: will it be Pretty the cool, same though, really will it be the same starting position as there was in frontier wasn't that ross something or other
0: ross 154
3: wasn't it yeah oh no the, hang on that uh, one had an atmosphere so it won't be. I was going
1: say unless something
4: horrible's happened to that planet. <laughs>
1: mm. I tell you what though, I mean, if you think about how awesome the outpost beta was when you you know when you rose off the pad and there's a planet right in front of you. I can only imagine how awesome it's gonna to be to log into the game and then suddenly come out in the surface of a planet. That's just it's just gonna be spectacular again. <laughs> Looking forward to it a lot.
3: Uh, gush, gar- gush, driving boat, uh, engaged
1: there. Oh, Well, t- never yeah. mind that. Get your Oculus. She's, you know like the Oculus going again. Well, Windows ten is a pain, but I've got a, <laughs> a guide to getting it to work. So I will report back if it works. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Oculus on Horizons is just going to be epic. Mm. I'm
3: going to be doing the same with Google Cardboard and I'm looking forward to doing that after the last test that I had of it it's actually improved quite a bit so yeah it's not up there with Oculus Rift level yet but maybe when I upgrade it to a new phone the resolution will be a lot better
4: <laughs>
0: uh, but the, the one thing that and I'm going to be gutted that we're not going to be able to do and you mentioned it is that Ross 154 when you when you first started on that uh, save point um, it was like the first thing you noticed was the wind blowing.
3: Yeah, true. But
0: we're not going to have
4: that, unfortunately.
0: So, no. never mind.
4: Well, that's I terrible. don't remember that. Is that because I was on the Amiga? Yes. No, it was on No, it was on the, no, Amiga. Was on the PC as well.
0: Uh, I'm thinking about uh, uh, Frontier Elite
4: 2 now. Yeah,
0: I'm yeah. sure when, when you started on the planet, you could just hear...
4: Yeah, yeah, I the mean, wind. it's a pretty,
0: pretty bad. Synthesizer oh, the sound! Effect. Yeah,
4: yeah. Sorry, yeah. I thought you meant there was something visually blowing in the wind. I was thinking, well, that's that's better than the version of Frontier Elite 2 that I had. I the had only thing that
3: I... is blowing in the wind around here is the answers. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just remember that I did. I don't know if anybody else did this, but Frontier Elite Two on the Amiga, I used to set it to like a really low. Details, so I could play it with a good frame rate. In fact, when the Uncle Art people came to Lavecon, I actually changed the settings on their Frontier that was running the demo, because they were like, oh, the frame rate's a bit low. I'm like, oh, I can fix that. And I went in and <laughs> tweaked everything. Um, but I remember what I used to do every now and again is set things, um, I used to basically set my ship in hover and then set all the graphics to max just to see what it could look like. <laughs> And Ross 128 was one of the places I used to do that. I'd go and fly into one of those domed cities and park over some of the skyscrapers and just leave it and hover and then just turn everything up and be like, wow, it's a whole futuristic city on a planet.
0: Yeah, I think I always played it with max settings on and a massive 12 frames per second. (laughs) Back then it seemed normal, but, you know, these days it's like anything less than 60 is terrible. <laughs> you know, can't play. It's
3: completely unplayable. We're <laughs> really? managing okay in 24 and above.
0: You know? <laughs> so, yeah. so, okay, we're moving on now to 1.5, uh, which was... Do this. you
2: want to do that, or we've got another Q&A with David a little bit lower down?
0: Oh, okay, well, we'll merge the two so, Q&As yeah. together then. So, the first question was, when's first-person mode? And...
4: <laughs> a pretty straightforward <laughs> oh, answer.
0: It was an answer that I think nearly anybody who's been following uh, Elite knows it's a future season.
3: Yeah. Uh, some some of these questions, you do wonder whether or not they were leading questions, because we do know that the other game is its is Alpha 2 is due to drop. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people will be putting in a lot of comparisons into this. Well, you know. And, you know they're
0: welcome to at the end of the day. I mean, uh, that other game. I don't know, I've, I've always tried to be cautious about it and wish it the best, but I, I've just been nothing but um, disappointed by it so far. So um, it it may change with the yeah.
3: Beta. Well, we'll, wait. we'll have to wait and see what alpha 2 can bring. But alpha 2, sorry. it's so, so yeah. they're not in beta yet, it's still alpha. No, no, it's alpha. This is this... Um, oh, we're going off on a tangent, and we promised we wouldn't do that.
0: <laughs> so... <laughs> okay we'll we'll leave that there then okay um so the next question and maybe we can talk about this a little bit can thirty two bit users get a refund? so mm-hmm. they finally bitten the bullet. I mean they said back uh, when they released the first alpha that there was a lot of sixty four bit mathematics happening mm-hmm. um but they they could hand the, a thirty two bit machine could handle it fine um so what has changed now? with horizons that means that 32-bit machines can no longer
3: uh, hack it oh it's got to be the th- planet what's got to happen with the rendering of the planets hasn't it i
4: mean yeah if going i think down i saw another level yeah sorry i think i think i saw another answer about this somewhere in one of the updates they were talking about the shaders it's kind of a knock on it's not it's not particularly necessarily they need 64-bit the issue they've had is that um, they're using some shaders that require DirectX 11 and they've found with their current code base that DirectX 11 on the 32-bit version of Windows is, I think in their words, a bit unpredictable and unstable. So I think they're going... I think it's a. I don't think it's necessarily 64-bit is required for the new code. I think it's just that they're dependent on some DirectX 11 shaders which they're having trouble getting working in 32-bit. So to them, it seems to make sense just to say, "Let's move the whole thing over to 64-bit Windows, um, and be done with it."
2: And it was something. Well, it's like zero. According to their statistics, I'm like only 0.5 percent of people are even running a 32-bit OS. Of their surveys.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm. I'm. Bear in mind, those surveys are based on what the game captures from the PCs of the yeah. people running it, so it's got to be pretty accurate. But I mean, I'm on Windows Seven, um, which is you know knocking on a bit, and I'm, I've got a 64-bit install of Windows, mm. so it's not particularly a state-of-the-art requirement.
0: Well, if you take that percentage and apply it to, I think they said uh, last count, there's about half a million people playing um, Elite Dangerous. You know that's two hundred and fifty people. You know it's it's quite a small number, and, and maybe it's just easier for you know for them to refund people who have bought Horizons and yeah. won't be able to play it, and just say... Less-
4: Lessons, yeah. Lessons learned from flying gate.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and mean, I think I, mean, I do recall hearing something along the lines of, you know, we could get it done, but at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to draw a, a line in the sand and say, okay, it's not worth pursuing these bugs for a couple of people who have still got this, it's easy to just say, go get yourself a 64-bit OS, guys, and and then everything's fine. Mm
4: -hmm. Uh,
0: Next question. Oh, go on. No, no, no,
3: I was just going to make a slightly facetious comment of how difficult it is to upgrade from the 32 to (laughs) Oh,
2: that's actually a question I was going to ask you. I was going to actually ask, I know with Windows 7.64, I can upgrade, I get a free upgrade to Windows 10.64. But if I have Windows... 732, could I get Windows 10 64?
3: Oh, well, you haven't <laughs> been able to do that in the past. That no, makes it, sense. You haven't been able to do that in the past, because what's happened is they've always said uh, no, 32-bit goes to a 32-bit upgrade. Is but
2: there even a 32-bit th- version of Windows I don't, 10? Yeah, I was going to say. Better.
3: Well, um, I guess that's one for Microsoft. And if it is, you know, you can get your <laughs> Windows 732 up to 64-bit then, well, well you can then you have m- the joy of Windows 10. To, yeah. <laughs> yes. Which I think is a lot better than some people are giving it credit for.
2: To be honest, that's, I've not tried enough. it, so I can't say.
4: Well, what I'm more interested in is if, if DirectX 11 is going to be a requirement, does that compound the problems with uh, Mac support in terms of. Because I know that they're waiting on. It's I know because it's OpenGL that's an issue from that. It's isn't not it?
2: technically DirectX 11 that they need, they need compute shaders, which is in DX11. And it's also Mm -hmm. in OpenGL, I want to say 3. something or other. It's in a version of OpenGL that's about two and a half, three years old. Just that Apple haven't bothered upgrading their version of OpenGL to use it.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So I put the ball for that pretty firmly in Apple's court, to be perfectly honest, which is a shame.
0: Uh, Fair play. Okay, the next question was, can we get bookmarks in the Galaxy map? now, I don't think David Braben said yes, he just agreed that it would be nice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Because obviously, my brother does this, he leaves Sidewinders in various stations as a way of kind of reminding him that there's something interesting there. Um, So, uh, I mean, do you... How do you guys play I mean, do you quite often go back to places like that, places of certain interest? Because I kind of just focus on where I am, what I'm doing, and then I kind of... It's like almost like surfing the web. I just move on all of a sudden, go somewhere else and get completely absorbed by that, and then I just i just forget about, you know, what I was doing before. But do you guys find yourself going back to the same places, other than Lave?
3: Well, at the moment, um, I... I Hate to admit this, but I do have a kind of spreadsheet with all the rares in there. Or I did have until I found that um, there's a website out there that does that for you. Uh, And um, I'm constantly looking up this. Hang on a second, just let me (laughs) bring up the uh, yeah the Inara Elite Dangerous Companion website, which um, I've found to be a very useful tool. And very comprehensive help guide to finding where everything is. Okay. So that's and your- and just looking now, they're actually hosting us.
0: Oh, that's nice. hi Enra! Thank you. Yeah.
3: So there you go. <laughs> <are. laughs>
0: well done. Um. So yeah. So you do find yourself going back. What, what kind of reasons do you have for going? It's just for rare runs, then. Is it is
3: uh, for rare said? for rare runs? And there are a couple of places which there is a, a very profitable trade route. So that if I know if you know, if I've gone and lost a Python and I need to, to quickly start getting some cash up, then I can head back to that uh, trade route, grind it for a bit, and then before you know it I can be ready to head out again. You don't want to
0: share this amazing trade route with the listeners then?
3: No, because it's actually quite fragile. <laughs>
0: By
1: the know- way, Jarvis.
2: Oh. Yeah. Um, Jarvis, apparently Commander Curlex leg is incompatible with thirty two bit OS his leg yeah his, his leg's not not so good with it apparently
4: <clears throat> i think it uses uh i think it uses some old fortran code or something like that, <laughs> that you need uh
2: oh you should know one you of rotten. these
4: yeah one of these contractors that's constantly on the verge of retirement is what it's you need not Cobol, uh, is it it's something like that yeah yeah i'd see the
3: working storage section for that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> ancient programmer jokes do apologize
0: <laughs> yeah. Apparently uh, Oculus are going to bring out a uh, a demo where you get to fix Curlec's leg in a, in a <laughs> lab. <laughs> but
2: isn't you got that surgeon simulator, don't awesome. you?
0: Surgeons. Oh yeah, where you get to yeah. just rip out people's hearts and you That's know throw
4: them around. Yeah. you could
0: do that with Curlec's
4: leg. I think I've I've been having such fun with uh, Invisible Ink. I just if people get me thinking about Curleg's leg, I'm going to be thinking what kind of other cybernetic upgrades could Kerlek have? Hmm. <laughs> That'd be amazing.
3: That sounds like such a euphemism now.
4: Kerlek's leg. Mm. Do you have a bad case of Curleg's leg? No, it's just the way I'm walking.
0: Okay, we'll move on. Uh, Horizons. <laughs> will it have SLI support? Um, David Braven says he assumes so, although he's not tested it personally. Come on, David. Te- you should be testing these things. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I can't imagine that it wouldn't have SLI support. Um, I mean, how many of you guys actually have Crossfire or SLI? None. No. <laughs> okay. we're, all, we're all single card people. Okay, fair enough.
2: Technically, um, I could. I just don't have the slots open or an SLI cable on me at the moment oh okay yeah I didn't see the point basically Uh,
0: will there be more land vehicles during Horizons Uh, and the question and the answer is yes so um, I mean it's just amazing isn't it you know you get presented with with this cool buggy or whatever you want to call it and you know no one's even played it yet to see how fun it is (laughs) and people are already asking about if there's going to be other ones um fine uh so oh are there any plans for a hover bike srv guys i mean surely that hover bike will have to have a big dome over it you know unless you're gonna put and you go around with your you, know, you with can the, wear your rem lock <laughs> that's like rad, a radical hover bike where yeah
2: be, i'm thinking like a speeder bike from from return of the jedi yeah that would be so awesome i'd love that
0: well, and bikes are more fun in GTA, aren't they? You can get oh, more God, air yes. on them and they go faster. So.
2: Okay. <laughs> These are bikes with thrusters on them, for God's sake! <laughs> <What can you? laughs> Ooh. yeah, this like super squeezy They would be great fun. Uh,
0: which David basically says a lighter SRV is certainly possible. So that's a not yes to the bike, unfortunately. Uh, no, now we're getting into uh, you know. If I purchase Horizons on the PC then and then run it on the Mac, will I still have access to my Cobra Mark 4? Uh, so, yes. So, I think that's kind of cool, the fact that you, need, you buy it on one platform and then you have it on... Um, you know, you can use it on your Mac as well, which is kind of cool. So, there's no need to actually buy the game twice. So, that, that's cool.
2: Yeah, it's just that you can't use Horizons at the moment on the Mac, but they are talking about apparently so it's something along the lines of let's say I was to land on a, on a world in my PC and then go over onto a MacBook Pro or whatever pick up my Mac and then I'll basically, the, we get the option apparently of you log into the game and it says you're on a planet, you can't be on the planet on your Mac do you want to go into orbit or do you want to remain where you are but not log in so basically it goes off and gives you the option of what you want to do Okay so they've they've
0: already implemented that. Okay.
2: Apparently that's already there so at least the Mac users if they land on a planet on the PC or in boot camp or whatever they're not completely shafted.
0: Yeah. I mean doing this kind of tiered content like they've done where you know people don't have to have horizons to carry on playing it's just, it must it just creates so many headaches I guess for the developers in terms of having to think about situations such as that.
2: It does, but it's the kind of headache that MMO developers have had to be making for years. So it's yeah. not new,
0: Yeah, I guess. Well, uh, at least for stuff like World of Warcraft, if they rolled out new content, they just rolled it out to everybody, and then they just put in like things like you can't fly to this island unless you know. It's quite. It, it seemed a lot easier to kind of, um, you know, what, what do you call it? Ring fence certain areas of the game. Yeah. I mean,
2: yeah, I mean, they are being shot in the foot a little bit where Mac users have to be separately ring-fenced from PC users and things like that. Mm. But that's why I think that basically it is going to be essentially going to be the same build of the game. Just you, you can't get on the planet, even if you have physically downloaded them.
0: Yeah. Is this going to be a long do. wait for
2: Mac owners before they get
0: Horizons?
2: I don't even know if Mac owners will get Horizons, to be sadly honest.
0: Oh, really?
2: Um, I have no idea. I don't know if it's... I don't know whether Frontier are going to bother trying to find a way of doing the planets without compute shad- shaders. Okay. Um, or maybe Frontier are in negotiations with Apple trying to find out, and they'll find out that the next version of Mac OS X... Will finally and eventually upgrade the uh, OpenGL, and then they'll start developing again horizons for that. We, we just don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, as I said, if 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 you buy a Mac, you deserve everything you get.
2: Um, <laughs> I, f- I, I feel sorry for them. I mean, I really do. I know my brother-in-law bought his Mac, um, has a Mac, and he bought he bought Elite, and he's been loving it. He went off and bought the lifetime expansion back. because you know his Mac Pro is technically it's a very powerful little machine he gets ridiculously good frame rate and things like that, but because Apple are a bunch of words that I'm not allowed to say, oh, it is after 9 o'clock, but a bunch of wankers and don't bother upgrading their operating system, he can't actually play Horizons, and I think that is a disgusting situation for Apple, as yeah. I've already said. And I feel sorry for Mac because of that.
0: Yeah. Okay, so next question was, uh, when landing on a surface, will the ship's thrusters blow away dust from the surface? Yes, um, I'd hope so. I mean, the game's pretty good in terms.
2: Of we already saw that actually in yeah. the video today uh, that it released on Sunday evening or well, Sunday late. I've still not
4: heard Night. anything about tire tracks though.
2: I didn't see any tire tracks either, though. No, oh. no drawing, no drawing wheelies in the sand.
4: Ah, oh, that's a bummer. Breaking my immersion. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: we weren't bothered with the sandro question. Um, but um, <laughs> well, it's just can you? It's more of a request, isn't it? Give the developers a break. Um, oh yeah. Um, okay, can you tell us anything related to docking clearance with planet outposts? Do we require docking clearance? What happens if I land my ship inside a base without it? Is that allowed? Uh, so, just like stations, you need a la- you need landing clearance uh, if you land outside the station. Uh, like David did in his sneak peek then you don't need to do this but the station if the station is hostile to you it might attack you so uh, that's a, just a confirmation there um, so hang on maybe this is oh no this isn't related to the Mac so people were asking about 32 bit OS again uh, they want to keep their pre-order until they upgrade their OS is there an option to disable the Horizon section uh, and But David says, basically, that's what happens anyway. If you try and go down to a planet, you'll get a a message saying no. Um, Okay, so newsletter. Does somebody want to talk about newsletter 100? I'm just kind of sick of my own voice.
3: Let me bring it back up again. It was just nice go, to see David holding
0: uh, an Imperial mug again, because uh, I think he was spotted with a, <laughs> a Federal mug, and um, I was, to be honest, I, I was sickened just at the size of it. <laughs> <"What a> <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! So they at least announced the. Um, I'll talk about the specific the PC specs while you guys bring yeah. up the newsletter. Um, so the minimum specs now are yep. Yeah, OS, Windows 7, 8, or 10, all 64-bit. Yep. Uh, they're still on the quad-core CPU. I mean, they've said this has been the minimum all along, but I know there are some people that use dual cores. They're just, like, really fast dual cores. Yeah. Uh, memory, 6 gig. Uh, NVIDIA, GTX 470, AMD 7240, so that's DirectX 11. And it's just the usual broadband and 8GB uh, hard drive space and then they recommend so an i7 3770K quad core so uh, I'm kind of really bad on hardware and chips and things, where is that about, you know in terms of performance, is that like a mid-range CPU or is that quite a high spec?
3: Hmm. Well personally these days it'd probably be mid-range but um you're still looking at maybe 200, 300 pounds if you're buying that separately. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a bit of a big ask sometimes.
4: Okay, so... Yeah, I've honestly, from my, my own point of view, I've been a bit confused about whether or not I make the um, minimum specs or not. <laughs> I well, think because well, when I put my PC together, I, I bought a fast i5 rather yeah. than an i7. Um, so I think if you look at the... Um, yeah, I, th- I think I meet the minimum specs because I've got a quad core. It's like three point one or something like that. So um,
3: yeah, that's, that sounds about the same uh, as I've got. I've got three point one gigahertz um, i five processor in mine, and um, so I, I know that I think we're you and me, Mister Jarvis. I think we're we're um, over the minimum specs as far as the the processor is concerned. However, looking at the graphics card, <laughs> yes. Mm.
0: Well, yeah, they say the recommended uh, graphics card is a GTX 770. Well, I'm on a 670, so that's a little bit more than I have. So,
3: it looks Yeah, like same, same here. I'm on a GTX uh, uh, 660. Uh, so I'm, I'm even lower down the pecking order than you, John. Uh, so
2: basically, you're between minimum and rec and recommended, but- should be fine.
3: Yeah, uh, but I think I might, I might actually be tempted to ask Santa whether or not an Nvidia GTX 770 or greater could be headed my way. <laughs> well, I've I'm fully inten-
0: Well, I'm fully intending to buy the HTC Vive at the mm. moment, and um, so I'm going to need to upgrade my graphics card.
2: Are you looking for a Titan or something, or what you're looking
4: for?
0: Well, they haven't, I mean, I know the Oculus has said, is it a 970 they've said for that? But I don't think HTC have actually said what the minimum graphics card spec is yet for their device. So I'm kind of just holding off until they do that. So, yeah, there you go. Um, Yeah, so that's the PC specs. So moving on,
3: does anybody know about Space Race?
0: uh the, so david Braben did
3: a, a youtube oh yes we've we've seen this one it's it's actually quite funny it's pretty obviously there's there's him and somebody else having a um a, a run around a hostile base obviously doing a lap of honor seeing who can who can get round there first i can see so many people just looking at this going oh we want to do that now uh it's um one thing that did surprise me is how much fire, how much they were under fire while going around there. So, uh, yeah, I think Shield's on full if you want to do that one. Yeah,
4: yeah and it I reminded also think me they of, had, like... Sorry, carry on. I think they
2: also had developer invincible mode on as well. Ah, yes. Yeah, well, they, that probably yeah their shields that. weren't going down <laughs>
4: at all, yeah. yeah. No, it reminded me of um, Need for Speed, the run, where... Um, uh, i don't know if any of you played that one i think i played it in my capacity as a journo um but there was a couple of levels in that where you were driving along and there was some police helicopter that was just strafing all the cars on the ground so you had to sort of try and drive under underpasses things rather than staying out in the open it looks pretty similar i have to say it reminds me of something that them racing around that i wanted to say wipeout but it wasn't quite wipeout there used to be a futuristic racing game i think it was on the playstation where you had these kind of big four-wheel drive space buggies um, and you were tearing around a space station. And it looks a bit like that.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm still of the opinion this is very Battles on like for me, which um, <laughs> I don't have any complaints about whatsoever.
4: No. No, I'm just curious because they said they were racing around a station. I mean, I didn't see anything in terms of the heads-up display which indicated a formal racing mode you know there was nothing gaming about the race which i mean two minds about there's a part of me quite likes the idea that you could just decide to make a race of your own yeah and just pick a location and say you know first person to complete four laps is the winner kind of thing certainly in terms of community events that would be amazing um but there's another part of me that thinks actually i'd quite like the game to recognize official race tracks in some way I so, don't know, maybe make like, illegal base races, missions for some of the, um, the pirate stations or something like that. You Whether can't see that televised. coming in
2: as a
0: CQC mode or something. Yeah, I was going to say, something like that would go down mm-hmm. well in CQC. You know, uh,
4: yeah, supposed- but... I'm saying this as someone that doesn't really like CQC and doesn't really like the fact that CQC is a completely different, hermetically sealed environment from the main game. I'm talking about doing something that actually adds to my commander experience. (laughs) And if I I go to a pirate station and they say, hey, we want to make some money by televising illegal base races, if you go and compete, we'll pay you. For me, that's immersion and that's part of my overall game experience if they take something on the side and say this is Elite Dangerous the racing module I probably wouldn't fire it up for more than five minutes mm, okay
0: <laughs> yeah well no I agree you know see, I, I was really hoping CQC was going to be kind of folded into the main game and it would be like like you kind of described the mission would be um, take part in a championship or something but yeah yeah they didn't do that so it's
3: Mm.
0: it's a bit of a swing and a miss
3: well personally I prefer the way it is set up because that means that um, I can dip into CQC at any time, I don't have to fly to a particular base in a particular system which would take me out of my way especially if I'm on my way to Sagittarius A
0: yeah I Mm. guess it it does give it that kind of casual element like that, it is more accessible Mm. Um, but I think that you know, as a as game goes, I mean, for me, uh, Elite and Frontier, is, it was all about progression. And so I'm just addicted to progressing in terms of how much cash I've got or what rank I have. And the whole time I'm playing CQC, I'm thinking, oh, I could be in the main game making more money. And I'm just, you know, playing CQC oh. instead. So it's more of a distraction. Whereas if it's if. folded into the main game and it was a way to kind of monetize it and, and make more cash from it, then I wouldn't mind playing it so much.
3: But there is a way to make cash from it. Every time you win a match, you get uh, some credits, and those credits go into your main balance.
0: Ah, oh, well. Yeah. Uh, but I, I know to what admit, you mean. John,
2: I'm with you, that I really loved playing CQC in the beta where it was just like a little solo game mode. But now that I'm back in non beta for cqc i'm too busy in the real in the real world not <laughs> doing cqc cuz yeah i am doing yeah real world space stuff rather than cqc world space stuff and it it, it just doesn't feel like mm-hmm. the main game for me which i think is a shame cuz i had a blast doing it
3: well maybe it, it could be an option that they could add a kind of docking station where you could join in at cqc at a later point they have said that they want to add structures in mm-hmm. uh, in from CQC into the main game, which I think everybody would like to see. Um, so, you know, if they put one of these arenas around Lave and you you dock dock at it, that means that you can go into uh, CQC without having to go into, uh, you know, come out of your main game. This is this is one of the things that I think um, I met up with Void's son today uh, at lunchtime and he said something about immersion junkies. And I think everybody is beginning to turn into one.
0: Well, there is that. I mean, one of the issues in the game, I I didn't think it was going to be a problem initially uh, when people were talking about all the players were going to go their own way and it's going to be really hard to bump into other players. Um, I was hoping the game was going to deal with it better in kind of making focal points so that people would come across each other. And at the moment, you see that by things like community goals, I guess. Mm. Uh, And also, um, uh, I guess Power Play tries to address that as well, maybe kind of indirectly. But also, if they had CQC as something you had to fly to a system, you'd be creating another focal point, and so you would be interacting with other players as you're travelling to and from the system or whatever. So, um, yeah. Anyway, that's my thoughts on it.
2: I mean, I know in other games, before they... Introduce the ability to jump into battle zones before, or war zones rather, before, just from anywhere in the world. There was actually a really nice community of people just standing outside the war zone, shooting the shit while they waited for their war zone to pop up. And that was actually quite good fun. You know, even just just the waiting and talking bit, rather than just the actual the actual yeah. hacking slash bit.
0: Yeah, it's a bit easier to explain away in, like, a fantasy game, you know, because yeah. you've got things like teleportational portals and that, that people just jump in and they end up in a battleground. But I guess you can't really do that with, which, no. with what is, is basically a hard science game.
2: Yeah, but then we know that CQC, you're not actually sitting there in space. You, CQC is basically running the simulator. We know that from their descriptions of it. Which is why we can just play it from anywhere. But I just want to, you know, I want to almost have to dock up and put my Oculus Rift on or something like that, sitting in my in my Type Nine. I, but I put my Rift on and suddenly I'm in a a Fed fighter, and yeah. that that would be. It wouldn't get it wouldn't help with the community spirit, but it would at least feel like you're actually in the real game rather than having to come out of the game go into the cqc menu and it's a completely different game mode rather than in my real thing
4: yeah it is quite jarring
1: Mm.
4: okay so uh, can i just say because i had to google it for my sanity the game i was thinking of was roll cage i
3: I think i do actually it's quite scary (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but then again, I, I, do, I do seem to be quite old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, also in this newsletter, there were some uh, screen grabs of the new uh, Horizons that's coming our way. Um, I mean, okay, they're just screen grabs of ships and buggies flying around, and it's, it's kind of hard to get anything out of it. Um, I seem or, to remember when we first started the podcast, we'd spend like quarter of an hour on a picture discussing what we can get out of it. But, you know, we seem to have lost that ability now.
2: Oh, okay, so that, that first picture, what do we think those things are? They, looked, they look like mining things to me. So that looks like it's... That looks like it's does this mean we're maybe going to get the ability to mine on planets and bring back those things that you guys used back in Frontier?
0: Well, yeah, I think that's one thing that nobody's really been discussing is the MB4 mining unit. Now that we can land on planets, mm. you know, and these is-
2: look that looks like they're mining units, mm. and if they are, then that's more potential gameplay. So who knows what's actually going to happen? You know, are we going to be able to hack those mining units and steal the stuff that Collins spent like an hour laying down, and then I can come along a little bit later and say yoink?
3: <laughs> what, what you've turned into Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> Always.
1: Something you guys didn't mention that, oh. I, that I noticed in the the little race video, something that was actually a bit of a bugbear for me uh, was you, you know, they've had all these wonderful Horizons videos when you watch the buggies and you can see the other buggy, how it catches some air and all the lingo it catches some air and then it comes <laughs> down and it has that wonderful sort of suspension compression and you see it kind of bounce slightly and then in the horizons race video as he comes up the ramp into the enemy base he catches some air and then it lands flat and i thought yeah, no 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 it should it should bounce you should get that kind of at least a sort of dip, as then you know you come back up to your main centre and then you carry on around the corner. And without that bounce, it's going to feel it's going to feel really quite strange. Um, not, ne- not necessarily because
3: it all depends on the gravity of that uh, of that planet. Yeah. They might have just they just might have got it no. absolutely right.
2: No, I not only that, but also your, also your thrusters, though. You know, yes. if I am nope. literally kissing Absol- with my thrusters, you guys I don't are need to absolutely.
1: crap in the hell out of it. If (laughs) if you're bouncing, you're failing. No, you've got to have compression. It doesn't matter about the level of gravity. If you're going in that downward motion, then there's going to be an equal and opposite reaction from the springs in your suspension. That is going to cause a slight spring effect, not a flat land. It's just not going to go boom, and then you're going to be perfectly still. You're always going to have to have a little bit of give. You might not go back up again.
3: I tend to disagree. What happens if you manage to get the, uh, just a couple of taps on your thrusters, just at the right moment?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's going to happen.
3: It I don't could, know how. If,
1: if you can actually fly, drive, whatever <laughs> it is. No, it needs bounce. It needs to have a little bit of bounce to add that. Let's face it, gameplay there's loads of decisions that they have made that have been all about the gameplay and that factor and in order to have that little bit of gameplay factor it requires that little bit of bounce. And that little bit of bounce adds a little degree of lack of control so that when you have that kind of wonderful air-caught circumstances and you come down you're going to not have any steering for a bit of time while you get that grip on the on the actual, you know, ground again. So I mean, it's it's one of those things where your wheels aren't touching the ground. You cannot turn other than using your thrusters. But if you use your thrusters, you're still going to have that wonderful kind of sliding, kind of uh, drifting effect, which is awesome. But then you want the bounce. You need that bounce to give you that sense of I've, I've right, I'm on the ground again. Right there, i and off I go.
2: Just to give you that. I kind think of- we I think that we need to ask Commander Remclip as to whether or not he wants to bounce a seven four seven or not.
1: He does bounce 747 on seven, <laughs> regular <laughs> occasions.
2: <laughs> actually, serious point, I did, uh, apparently, they do. if it's raining, apparently they do deliberately bounce a 747 seven and whatever to basically break the, to go through the, the layer of water on the runway so they, they are actually, they're not hydroplaning. So apparently they do deliberately land them a bit harder when it's raining. They've got to
1: splash it. mm
2: Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yes, <laughs> Some tangents.
3: Uh, well, we're looking at the other photos there, since I must admit, I think that I didn't seem to be that excited about the first two, but the last two. Well, obviously, you've got a low altitude canyon run and you're looking at that thinking Trench Run. But have you noticed the ships that are involved in it? They're all federal dropships, which are all pretty big ships, and there's a corvette. I feel sorry for anything that's going to be on the receiving end of that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be fun, isn't it? Mm. Well, if they're federal
0: pilots, they'll probably all crash into the mountain at the end of it anyway.
3: Oh, no, they're not going to do a fuzzer.
0: So yeah, I yeah. To be honest, I was more impressed with that because that looks cool. I'm actually looking forward to seeing what I can do with my ship on the planets. Mm. Uh, everyone seems very preoccupied with the buggies, but you know, it'd be kind of cool if I can, you know, go into battle in my ship and take out some buggies with it. Uh, although I think they have said that I won't be able to target ground units with my ship, so I'll have to use fixed weapons, I guess.
3: Yeah, your your weapons are going to be fixed as the as the uh because uh, you can't track them, so gimbaled weapons have got no effect. They just fire straight forward. Be interesting to
0: see how effective missiles
3: are then, like dumbfire. A dumbfire, I think, would be quite bad. Plus, also, you could also have the added advantage of dropping. Someone asked this in a previous question, where you could drop cargo from your ship at low level and have a bouncing bomb effect on people. That will still do kinetic damage to uh, to another ship or another buggy, rather. And if anybody would like to head over to um, to Slough and drop off a whole load of bio waste at a low level, they're quite welcome to.
2: Love you, Kate.
3: <laughs> we'll get we'll get reply out of her at one point.
0: Okay, so I'll move on. If none of you got anything more to say about the pictures, uh, has anybody been watching the Educated Ed series? This is
1: something I haven't seen. Oh, you missed a treat last week. It was fantastic.
3: Oh, I've missed, and that's the one that I've, I've got to catch up on, yeah. I've, I've watched them all up till now, but um, Grant, you better go ahead then.
1: Oh, okay. So, yes, yeah, so obviously, educating Ed has been uh, an awful lot of him... Um, Joining some of the community groups out there which is fun, you know just, you know, just sort of give them a of a highlight also to, to show what they do as a player group and get involved as he said he's coming to the Hutton Truckers at some point 3rd of December uh, so last week he was working with Canon Interstellar Research Group now this is a group that are very much interested in the, the scientific sides of uh, Elite Dangerous and to, to have a look at uh, various different parts of uh, the exploration side of things as well as the most mostly the unknown artefact has kept them very very busy um, if you want to have a look at their various different group information you can by visiting canon.science and that will take you to their website now it's C-A-N-O-N-N Dot science and it'll take you there and what, what happened was <laughs> whoever Ed had liaised with in the group sent him a Canon Interstellar Research Group pack full of various items that he might need as a budding young apprentice scientist which involved this amazing red plastic overall it made him look like he was Breaking Bad it was hysterical <laughs> along with safety goggles and gloves and so Ed, you know, and I take my hat I tip my hat to the man for, for just And the tinfoil hats. A, yeah, and just just for getting so deeply involved and just going for it. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And instantly they went off on the hunt for a nice UA to show what it's like and then you know it had to bring it back to their research center so that they could do some more analysis on it and all the time streaming the point from when he went to the pickup up and uh, had all the advice about watching the damage to your modules if it starts hitting on your power module then you could be in some trouble and it was just you know it was just so nice to sort of get a group now i know that canon research were worried that it would be difficult to have a stream that was interesting But no, they did it. It was brilliant. It was a good laugh. It was fantastic. And Ed, looking like some kind of rabid smurf, was brilliant. So yeah, go and check their stuff. They've got a council, and they've got a nice little history page of the Recruitment Service Centre, if you want to go and join up with them as well, and their notes. And uh, yeah, so they've been working hard on trying to crack the mysteries of the Elite Dangerous Universe, and I'm thinking they're hoping to be those you know, people that can make that first contact with the Thargoids when they appear.
3: Mm. Oh, so it's all gone quiet.
1: It has, yeah. Obviously, you know, I mentioned science and, and John's going to sleep. Sorry, I was just having so much fun
2: watching Commander Batster fly his gear bag. And I, I love its swivelly little muzzles. I think they look so awesome. She's <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: I'm just busy sorry. watching uh, someone nudge Grant quite a lot. That's quite funny.
1: Yeah, I'm getting battered now. I know that next week, or sorry, this week, Ed is out again with another group. Now I'm just going to try and scroll up and see which group it was again. Did 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 did? I'm handy. It's in the notes. I believe it's
2: Hungary. Hey, I believe isn't it the Hungary Hungarian
1: community? Yeah, oh ED-ish. yes, the Hunger Games. That's the yeah, no. oh, Hunger Games, is it? No, no, the Hunger no, no, Games no, is gone. No, 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 no. That's, that's nice, something else.
2: That's event. Oh. Ed Hungary, yeah. So, I yeah, I don't know if that's the country. I assume it's the country. Yeah, tune I in on Thursday. Ed
0: Hungary, yeah, definitely tune in. Uh, but looking at the newsletter, it's Ed Hungary. Um, so there you go, check that out Um, yeah, sorry, the reason I wasn't speaking was because I was muted, rookie mistake Um, (laughs) but I did uh, did just start talking about the HCS voice pack, so Frontier are actually getting quite behind this now obviously by promoting it in the newsletter Um, and now you can also get a voice pack featuring uh, Verity which is the actual voice that they used in the game, Elite Dangerous for your ship, so if you're uh, one of those um, immersion, what, what do you call them? Column.
3: Oh, immersion junkies.
0: Yeah, immersion junkies. Then I, I guess you're going to have to get that one.
3: Yeah. Um, You'll also notice on on the uh, uh, the picture there. There's a little icon at the bottom the bottom right, and it looks as if it's an official elite sanctioned product now.
0: Oh, okay, so well done to those guys
1: it has to be elite official if they're going to actually you know, use Verity and call her the the voice of Elite Dangerous you you cannot do that, that's that's pretty serious IP trespassing if you (laughs) <laughs> don't have it. But I think it's awesome to see, I mean, because the one thing that really has brought the HCS voice packs right to the to the, to the forefront is, of course, Kate Russell and Mad Dog Streams with uh, Doris and uh, the... What's his... Derek the Dalek? Uh, <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: Which always... It just cracks me up. You know. He <laughs> says, Hi, Derek, and I go, pass oh, bah, whatever, off I'm busy. And um, it's hysterical. And they have... You know, showcased these voice packs through their streams for a number of times to the point that there's a lot of people out there that it gives them that added company in game uh, that just gives them a giggle and keeps them sort of awake for those long journeys out to Sajay. But I think they're fantastic. I think, you know, it's a real level of immersion, and I think having the voice of the Elite Dangerous game. In your cockpit could be extremely off-putting. I really do hope that they have put in some little tricks and treats to throw the commanders. who are just flying along, doing nothing, and they hear this wonderfully authentic voice going, "Thargoid presence detected." And you're like, "What? Shit!" <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: well, I, I'm not so sure about you. You were mentioning the IP rights. You know, I take it Verity is actually a professional voice actress, so charity
2: is Jim Croft's wife. Right. Jim so, Croft being head of audio, isn't he? Or something you know,
0: like, that. like a photographer or an actor or something, you know, you <laughs> own the rights to your performance, I guess. So I don't think there was anything stopping her doing something like this okay, without Frontier's for, approval. For,
1: for example, if they, and, uh, and forgive me for not knowing her name, the lady behind the GLaDOS voice from... The amazing, amazing... And that was me stalling for time, trying to remember the hell of the name of the game. No! Well, Portal. Portal? Portal! Yes, thanks. Jeez, come on. So, how can you not yeah. know Portal? Just, no, I, know, I know Portal. I love the game. It's just the name went out of my head. I came up with all kinds mm. of other names that begin with a P. However... <laughs> If she was to record uh, a voice pack for the Portal game, and although they might call it something like, I don't know, Samson or something, one of those other ways, it'd be very difficult to to say that it's not uh, an infringement of their IP, other than the fact that you know it's officially licensed, so there's no issue. It's hurrah. And it, MindWife is telling us it's Ellen McLean who's GLaDOS.
2: Thank you. I know I've seen her at a conve- well, I've seen her on YouTube at a convention, and she strikes me as a really awesome woman who seems up for a laugh. Um, and she just came across really, really well in in the in the convention and the discussion, and the crazy, stupidest stupidness that she did afterwards as well.
3: Mm. Well, uh, I, <laughs> I do know one thing: um, they tried to use GLaDOS in Pacific Rim. Uh, they had the aforementioned uh, actress all lined up, but they wouldn't allow her to use the uh, portal to filter that they put on her voice. Um, so her voice is in there, but with a different filter on it.
1: I'm just seeing, uh, I've kicked off shouts of, oh yeah, absolutely, we need a GLaDOS voice pack. <laughs>
3: uh oh. <laughs> there, there you go, voice packs. No, No charge for that idea. <laughs>
0: Um, I'm going to move on from the newsletter 100 because we need to discuss the lance and I think this might end up being the main discussion for the show. Seems as we don't have anything else. So, should we talk about the lance and the upgrade in 1.5, Colin?
3: What's happened ah? To it? Yes, well, what's happened with the lance is that they have decided that it's a bit underpowered, uh, so they've gone and upgraded uh, the power plant and the thrusters that you can you can put on the ship, uh, which, in my humble opinion, from flying about, just gives it that extra bit of kick it needed to be to be the top-line killer craft to, to fly, in my opinion. Um, it, it, the Ferdinand always has had a problem with um, heat management and also, let's be honest, it, it didn't turn too well and... You could put all these lovely beam lasers on it, but it would just run out of juice so quickly. Uh, or you had to go into power management uh a lot in order to to get the most out of it. It was it was um a bit of a challenge to manage those options. And when people just flew around in vultures, it, it just didn't seem to, to be the scary craft it was supposed to be. Um what I would say is that now that these Modifications have been made to it It is now the scary craft It was supposed to be
0: Yeah, I noticed that as well I, I always felt that against one Vulture Obviously, you you know, you had the upper hand But if you came across A wing of three of them
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, You know, they really Did just smack you up a lot of the time And you didn't really have much of a chance If they were, you know, well ranked So, um I'm glad to see that they've, they've done that. I haven't noticed it myself, even though I've flown a lance. but I think that might be because I don't have a Class A uh, power plant or thrusters yet. So that's probably why I haven't noticed it. Um, I mean, is it is the upgrade only noticeable on the, the Class A stuff?
3: No, no, it's noticeab- Well, it's noticeable on uh, anything more than Class C, because as soon as you start moving to Class C and above... Because because they've moved it up an entire grade, or you know, so you you don't have a class five anymore. You have a class six, right? So as soon as you're a a or above, you've got more power than you ever had before, and, and you know, more power, <laughs> better weapons. One thing that is is just as bad though is they haven't upgraded the um, uh, frame shift drive slot, which means that it's still got. The terrible downside of a, of a short hyperspace range, uh, which you know, it's, it's one of these balancing issues, which I think just suits the Firdo fine.
1: Well,
0: it is a fighter, so mm. you know you, you can't have everything. So um, it's not too bad getting around. Like for instance, I find that if I'm going to be flying a stupidly long distance, I'll just remove the weapons uh, to increase the jump range, and then buy them when I get to wherever I'm going. So it's not too bad.
3: But, yeah. Uh, I mean they they have also altered its heat dissipation so that means it doesn't heat up as much because uh, if if anybody has ever tried fuel scooping in a Ferdelance you know you don't want to do it.
0: <laughs> so does that mean that um I might want to try out the three uh you know like some gimbaled beam lasers on there again? And,
3: well, no, it's four because it's four medium hard points. Oh, four. That, that was it, yeah. yeah, you get four medium hard points and a big huge one. So that's where your plasma generator goes.
0: I don't suppose they've improved the, um, you know, the, uh, the kind of what do you call it? The, the visibility of the bottom turret at all? Because I really struggle with that.
3: Uh, well, yeah. the um, what you mean the actual bottom the actual hard line.
0: placement of it, yeah, it's, it's
3: no, pretty... they, they haven't actually changed any of the placements on 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 the ship, so you've still got the same placements. But to to, to be honest with you, I've never bothered with turrets on that thing or anyway, and uh, you know that big bottom, that big bottom slot is you've you've really got to hold it back for the big hitter that you're going to need.
0: So, what do you usually stick on your bottom? <laughs>
3: For now. Well, let's just say one massive plasma generator is also the the best way to go. Uh, well, now you've got more power, well,
2: yeah. I'm going to disagree there. I, I've got a great big uh, cannon on my bottom.
1: <laughs> this but is my, going my to cannon, go very my badly, cannon's, g- isn't it? My cannon's <laughs> gimbaled. And Ben, what was it you showed that person that interdicted you on the way to Lave? Did you show them the end of your gun, or did you turn well, I, tail I was... and flash your bottom at them as you ran away screaming for mummy?
2: <laughs> no, I actually, okay, so I deliberately headed off to Shunada Desha to pick myself up a Furry Lance for flying around uh, this evening just to try it out. And at the time, I was flying an Imperial Cutter, and they did actually get interdicted by a certain commander in TOC, I think it was, who was testing, I'll be nice, his Furry Lance. And I was like, you know, please don't interdict me, please don't have a fight, I'm in a Raja, I want to Basically pick up a fire, third Ferdlands or lay radio, try it out, I don't have time for this. And he was like, Well, I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to fly here in a hola. To which I pro- and then he decided to start shooting you. And at that point I thought, okay, screw you and bring it. I made that dirty rotten player killer turn tail and run. <laughs> so he was the one running, not me.
3: I think that tells you Grant, eh? <laughs>
2: yeah. Blank yes. It's- <laughs> <laughs> but I've as a, that nicely segues me in, and I've been flying around the with furry lamps this evening, and it's it does fly very very nicely now. Um, and I don't think the jump range is that bad. It's about fourteen light years minus, which yeah, but you know no, that's that's quite acceptable.
3: Yeah, well, now that you can put bigger equipment on it, though that that you know more tonnage Yeah, but I'm and... in
2: a beta. I'm in a beta build, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I've got my jump range I've just got a galaxy map, 14.25 light years. Ah, oh,
3: that's too bad.
2: So, and I've got i I've got a fairly big um, fuel scoop because I didn't bother with any cargo space, so I just shoved a fuel scoop in one of my cargo racks.
1: I am going to have and so it's much very fun shiny. editing your words. I have yeah. a really big bottom. It's going to be <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Hang on, Grant. I have a
2: really big bottom. My cannon yeah. is very large. No, you're just <laughs> spoiling it. <laughs> Let me just shoot you with my great big cannon. My well, weapon we'll just... is gimbalt.
3: <laughs> if he says anything about helicoptering, I don't want to know.
2: <laughs> okay. Wouldn't that be turreting?
3: Moving on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so we're done on the Ferdelands <laughs> Um Well, uh, I know the- we focused on the Ferdelands, That there hasn't been any other ships that have been updated in
3: 1.5? Well, um, not really. They've put a couple of fixes in for the Corvettes, uh, and also you've got missing Discovery Scanners have gone back into the Ass Scout Clipper and Federal Assault Ship. But apparently that's... Um, that's about it, really.
0: Have, uh, have you it, guys actually discussed the new ships and your opinions of them?
3: Oh, yeah, I think we did that last week. We went through them one by one. Okay, fine. Well,
0: I <laughs> won't rehash that then. Um, but all I can say is I'm disappointed with the cutter. It, it's like flying a cow. <laughs> um, but it's, it's not a Type 9. That's You know, I was kind of really disappointed. Am I the only person who had issues... And docking, the thing.
3: Oh, well, there was, no, a, that bug. was a bug.
0: There was How a was bug it it? Okay. yeah. Has that been fixed? Yes. Okay, fine. I might try it again. But, yeah, once I did get out of this space station, uh, I was... It was just so slow. Um,
3: that, well, so it was slow to turn, but, you know, yeah, but yeah, sorry, yeah. straight maneuver- line speed was fine. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think that uh, I, a lot of people have started looking at it as a as a really powerful uh, trading ship because it's mm. got so much space, and I think that's yeah. maybe what it's going to end up being.
3: Was that going to be the Imperial Trader instead of instead yeah. of being the the big hitter for the for the uh, Imperials? Because when you compare it to compare it to the Corvette, you can outrun a Corvette using one, but you can't outfight it, and you certainly can't outturn it.
0: Yeah, and that's the kind of thing is they, as a ship, as a, a combat ship, you know, the Corvette really does have the upper hand, and I guess that there'll be some uh, Imperial-aligned people, they'll be upset by that. But then again, if you'd looked at the previous, um, you know, look at the Clipper, mm. you know, it's it's about top-end speed, and so it was kind of to be expected that they would go with that again with with the Keta. Um, so, you know, I I just, I'm not going to be flying on myself. It's too big, too cumbersome. Um, I, I think I'd rather stick to the Courier and, and the Clipper if I want something bigger. Uh, but then again, now I've tried out the Ferdelance, the Clipper just doesn't get it looking either. <laughs>
2: I, mean, I know you like your pew pew, but I do think I might end up actually trading my Anaconda in for the Clipper, sorry, for the Cutter, because it's still got a reasonable jump range even with 800-odd tons of cargo in there. Yeah. And that's a ridiculous... You know, that's almost double the cargo space that an Anaconda's got.
0: Yeah, yeah, as I said, that's why it seems to be the favourite. Uh, people are looking forward to it in the main yeah. game. This is going to be the new trading ship.
2: Which is a shame as well, to be honest.
3: Yeah, because one of the things I was hoping for was seeing, you know, a kind of mini-Democles video with, P- with players with cutters on one side. As, and people with uh, Corvettes on the other, I don't think that's going to happen, because basically the most of the the cutters will be uh, decked out as as traders, and the, well, we'll have to wait and see if what happens at, at some point.
0: Well, unless there's going to be some federal in-faction fighting where everyone's just in Corvettes killing each other.
1: Mm. No,
2: mindwipe is saying apparently it is actually if you've got the right build apparently it is a good combat ship that can outmatch a corvette depending on how you're doing uh, but i guess it's on a one on one
3: well from what we'll i've see. seen well from, from what i've seen so far in the beta where i've seen other players go at it uh, i think normally the the cutter there's there's been a lot more cutters than there have been corvettes yes uh, and because i think everybody likes the look of the thing uh, but <laughs> yeah, I think you need if you if you're on about pilots of equal ability, you're you're looking at maybe one and a half cutters taking out balancing out one Corvette.
2: Sounds reasonable to me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean my my brother um, Oz, he's uh, big into the big ships. You know, mm-hmm. he had the uh, clipper. Uh, while I was still running around in a courier because I preferred the you know, the, the, the maneuverability. Uh, but even he tried out the cutter and said, uh, it's just not fun to fly as a combat ship. But, you know, I, I'm thinking, well, it's, it was in the beta, so he'd have had the cash to kit it out fully as well. So it's mm. not just a case of, you know, he had a bog standard one, he would have upgraded everything. Um, so he was just a bit let down, but he's fallen in love with the Fjordelands as well. So uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of them um, until they
3: bring the nerf back in. Well, no, I think that's about right because um, I do think that the Fjordelands has to be the top of the range fighter. If if you want, it always has been. Um, even in the in the old elite things, the one thing you didn't want to go up in your single pulse laser. Um, Cobra was if you suddenly saw Ferdelances coming after you but um, yeah I I, I think the the best fighter has to be the Ferdelance until obviously the Thargoids turn up
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, what if we're all done on that then we'll just briefly mention the uh, David Braben's been quite busy lately hasn't he producing mm. Sneak Peek videos. Um, he hasn't really been that hands-on up until recently, has he? He's kind of done the old dev video, and then he's kind of left it to the uh, community team. But yeah, he's been quite excited by Horizons by the look of it, and recording a lot of videos and releasing them uh, on his own YouTube channel. It's not, it is his YouTube channel, isn't it? It's not his it uh, yes. Yeah so he seems to be very excited by it Um, so he landed a vulture on a planet then had a run around in his buggy and then obviously he did that illegal racing one that we talked about earlier so if you haven't seen him check out David Braben on uh, uh, YouTube and uh, yeah they're they're quite interesting
2: not only that but did you notice the time that he posted those videos or he posted the...
0: no I didn't um, what time was it
2: 23.15 on Sunday yeah. So, so he's in the office as well. David it? is in the office, or I'm assuming David's in the office at at 15 in the evening on a Sunday night. I mean, we know the developers have been burning the midnight oil, but I'm. If David's been right there along with them, then full kudos to him. Yeah,
0: but to be honest, he's put himself on the testing team, hasn't he? So he's just playing games all night.
2: <laughs> he's just playing the game. <laughs> uh, but I actually, I suspect, you know, he's. I might be wrong here, but I, it feels like he's basically taken over some of the... Not taken over the stuff, but he, he, as you say, he's so excited and he's trying... But he's he's releasing all this information because everybody else is so blooming busy trying to get the crunch done. So he's maybe the only one who's actually got the time to make these videos and release them
1: and now,
2: yeah, if you talk about them and things.
1: If you look at his Caleri Oasis... Video, there's definitely a degree more bounce in that (laughs) buggy, but it's not quite right enough for you. Not quite right. Just I don't know. It flattens out too quickly for my liking. He's got
0: sports. He's got sports
3: suspension, obviously. Oh dear, bounce you that know, buggy.
1: We have to wait until the beta's out and then we can all make our own decisions on whether or not it's bouncy enough. <laughs> boing, 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 boing. Well, I mean,
0: <laughs> looking at the buggies already, I mean, I haven't been able to control one myself, but they seem to be really hard to handle looking at it because people seem to spin out far too easily. So you know, I, I guess they need some really decent suspension on there because if 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 it's bouncy, you're going to land, and as soon as you try and turn to avoid something, if you if you're just landing, you're going to end up, you know, flipping your buggy, I guess.
2: But remember, you do have full thrusters on your SRV as well, okay. so you're not just wheels. You're yeah, you're like a mini spaceship
1: as well. Better to flip it than to plant your wheels two inches into the ground.
0: No, no, sure, sure, but uh you know uh, the thing is it's it you basically got a kind of a flight assist on it, haven't you, and I guess you don't really have total control, and so if they have kind of implemented some sort of a a flight assist to make sure that you don't hit the floor too hard, then that might explain why there's not so much bounce
3: so so we just rename Grant Zebedee and just be done with it yeah.
0: I mean, no. obviously, he wants some bounce, and maybe in the future you'll be able to kit out your, you know, your buggy, kind of like you do in GTA, and you'll be able to put some, like, you know, low rider suspension on there or something, and you know, <laughs> you
1: might be able to get the bounce that he wants It is definitely I let- definitely a degree more. There is definitely a, a, a much more natural kind of level of bounce in this particular video. <laughs> definitely is. Definitely is a slight improvement on the previous video, so that's good to see. You're Out of interest, do you rooms. have a female avatar, Grant? No, I don't give a... That's not so why you don't want that kind important. Of no, no. <sighs> just checking. Saggy beer bellies bobbling in <laughs> zero-G. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have a female avatar, but um, I haven't even thought once about bounciness of beggies, so uh, it's just you, Ben. Yes. It's all in your mind. Um, okay, so we'll talk about the videos, and we kind of already talked about the Hungarian or the Hunger Games. Um, no, no, that was a different thing. Oh, so it's a completely different thing
3: now. Okay. Yes, yeah. Um, it was a Hunger Games-style event uh, in Elite Dangerous, which was um, organised by, I've got to be careful with this, TIIQ, in support of the Princess Margaret Cancer Trust, and included... Most of the famous community streamers, uh, such as Kate Russell, Fiery Toad, are basically in a private group uh, and the good old Highlander rules of there must be only one at the end. And uh, it was quite enjoyable to watch. And, of course, I'm, I'm not quite sure if, how much money they made, uh, but it, was, it went down very well, I do believe.
0: Okay. Uh, do we have any community questions? Hmm. So, they for instance, let me look up. You know, if we go to the live radio, because uh, uh, Chris Jarvis was kind enough to um, to put out uh, a call for questions, or at least he told people that we were streaming tonight. Um, but do we actually have any questions? I don't. I don't think no, we do. No, we do. And we got, we, got we nothing
2: don't, on we don't. Twitter. Nope. Oh dear. Okay. No
0: well, wants to talk to us. <laughs> well, that makes that makes for an easier show.
4: rather um, live radio chat. Oh, yeah.
0: Leave Radio Channel.
4: Let's not forget Any about Any news this. on the HTC Vive price? Oh, I
0: tell you what, as soon as I find out, I will let you know, Commander Kerlek, because I want one. Um, I think they've said that they're going to launch it on the 8th of December, but there'll be a limited number of them. Um, so okay. I'm probably not going to get one until after Christmas. But I'm hoping before then they will at least release a price and uh, you know what your system requirements are going to have to be. So I can safely say that as soon as I find out, I will be posting a link on Facebook everywhere because, uh, you know, I'm quite excited myself.
4: So any cool. other any other questions? Well, we just we just I mean, I don't think it was enough to really have a massive conversation about, it, but just an interesting point to mark um, that roughly on this date, I'm not sure if it was today or if it was a couple of days ago, um, but it's the anniversary of the Elite Dangerous launch party uh it was two days ago it It was the 22nd yeah uh and you know and many of us were lucky enough to be there uh and it's just nice to kind of reflect on kind of what a great community event that was um and what a great event that was you know by frontier to invite so many fans to um and i just think you know there were loads of things for me that were a highlight of that event um i think you know part of it has to be the the big reveal of the uh scale cobra model was pretty impressive um drinking in the bar with people was fun
0: (laughs) it always is uh
4: yeah oh and getting to read my um tales from the frontier entry in front of the crowd was awesome Ah. if i remember right, you
0: managed to actually um record some audio with david Breben at the bar did you actually ever release
4: that No, no, no. What happened was, uh, David Braben, there was a queue of people to to meet David Braben or to get stuff signed. And I thought I'd get a shout-out for Lave Radio, so I just went and did a a little two-minute recording with him, which is still in the Lave Radio drive somewhere. I mean, it's not there's not much. It's just his response to the party and David Braben saying, my name's David Braben and you're listening to Lave Radio. Um, But every time I mention that we own this recording, everybody seems to just forget and not use it. But... It's in the late radio like, drive. I, I challenge you to find it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: there's a lot of stuff in there. So, I. Tr- yeah, it would be a challenge. I do
4: have think. it somewhere. Yeah. We have don't we ever used that out.
0: sting? Have we ever used that sting of David Braben saying, I'm David Braben, you're
4: listening to late radio? I,
3: I I I'm think sure we used it we've once. listened to something like that at some point before, yeah. before the Tuesday night show.
4: I don't think... Um, we are necessarily always rehearsed enough in our live broadcasts to <laughs> to specifically have sections where we play in shout outs
0: yeah cuz i uh, yet again tonight i haven't put any adverts into it no, uh, no, so sorry about that if you had them queued up Grant. Yeah. um i've always got them queued anybody up anybody else <laughs> um, should we should we do an advert before we do the shout outs then so everybody can write down uh, who we need to shout out
1: it's all right, I've already been filling no, I, I think we've been filling it level? out, actually. Ah,
0: oh, okay, fine. <laughs> um, go on then, guys, give out your shout-outs.
2: Right, Colin, go. do you want to do the normal commands and I'll do the beaters?
3: Okay, um, right. Just let me bring up the my list of people that are, are hanging around Lave Station at the moment. We've got Barry Shiro, Commander Cass. Uh, Cassius, Doctor Toxic uh, Lalu Commander Psychocal Ulrich Octavius Ventura underscore and we've got an Anaconda and an Imperial Courier which are, which are moving about so fast I can't lock on and find out who they are well, which isn't got, helpful
1: You've got Doctor Toxic there, you've got Nordlicht you've got Stephen McCreary Lev Von Shadow John Splint uh and then I think that's that's all the ones that are in our ends. There's quite a few hollow squares actually in the open there. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I must admit it's um a quite packed round station in live at the moment. Yeah. Um it's the most I've seen round station for a
2: while. And it's busy in beta as well. We've got Commanders Dissington, Commander Azrion, Commander oxy Jumper, Commander Babster in his lovely little Keelback, and Commander Slapshot and Nexus Reject are both in their lovely Great big federal corvettes.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of sad I missed out on last week's episode because I did want to talk about some of the new ships and what I thought of them. The keelback in particular, I just love. And that's going to be (laughs) my. It's
2: so dinky, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean. I'm glad
4: I'm not the only one that likes the keelback.
3: Yeah, no, I I got the
4: impression I was the only one that was enjoying it no
3: well, that's I'm... the one that i haven't actually played around with yet i've, I've gone and tested the big ships but I have, i've yet to go in and give the keel back a proper attempt
4: it, it, it's basically a t6 that can defend itself that's essentially it yeah
0: and you don't seem to sacrifice too much space on it either considering you know what it is and yeah as soon as i, I don't know what released... you got
4: yours to i sorry I, I got to about 72 tons cargo space i don't know about you john um, I think it was like 76.
3: So yeah, it's about that. Dr. Toxic would like to say hello to Commander Thane.
4: Ah, oh, hello, Dr. Toxic. Dr. Toxic was awesome. When I did my 12 hour um, escape velocity stream, uh, Dr. Toxic bailed me out when I was interviewing Amy and jumping around and f- completely neglected to keep an eye on my fuel level. And <laughs> basically just came within like a star of running out of fuel. And uh, Dr. Toxic managed to chat me over some fuel canisters, so that was very awesome.
1: babster has got a big shout-out he wanted to put out to Commander Vanguard of the Frontier Support Team, who has spent a number of days helping him recover all the data that he lost from his GIMP run after a little bug destroyed his ship. Now, that's an amazing feat of of assistance and uh, possibly creating a rather large rod <laughs> for Frontier's bag back going forward for the next commanders that have bugs and crash out because yeah I know there's a lot of people that haven't been able to get any data recovered at all by Frontier support um, so yeah big shout out to Commander Vanguard excellent work
0: okay well if unless anyone else has got anything to add I'm going to wrap up the show for this week okay okay that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email us info at com. You can find us on facebook.com forward slash Radio, or you can tweet us at laveradio. Um, you can join the Skype chat channel by adding Fozza 101 to your Skype contacts. I think every time I host, I ask, are people still using that? And the answer is yes. So uh, there still seems to be a lot of people uh, you can talk to if you love Elite. Um Uh, You can join our TeamSpeak server where there's commanders uh, pretty much permanently hanging out from all over the world. Um, You can find that at laveradio.teamspeak3.com If you're listening live, you'll know that Laveradio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at half past eight. That's GMT. uh, And streamed out on laveradio.com forward slash live if you want to go straight to it on our website. So, thanks to Ben Grant, uh, Chris Jarvis, and Colin Ford, Uh, and thanks to everybody who's been listening live and in the chat room. Uh, So until next time, fly safe, and if you can't do that, fly dangerous.